Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Left and right, oil companies and climate activists received new fodder for disagreement this past Friday with the announcement of the Biden administration's proposed offshore oil and gas leasing plan. The Interior Department proposal could involve the sale of zero leases, or 11, a decision that puts details around future oil and gas production in limbo and has frustrated both environmentalists and fossil fuel supporters with the Supreme Court making it harder for the EPA to curb pollution and high gas prices still hurting consumers, the administration is walking a line of compromise that may or may not work to its advantage. So today, we catch up with Ben Lefebvre to talk about this newest leasing announcement and what it means for oil production and Biden's political capital. It's Wednesday, July 6th. So, Ben, Biden announced a new offshore drilling plan on the eve of the July 4th weekend. What's in this proposal and how is it going to make a difference for oil production domestically? What they're doing is they're trying to set up a five-year plan for offshore drilling. Congress told the Interior Department that the department needed to have these five-year plans, which basically show where and when the Interior Department will open up offshore acres for drilling companies to lease. So put things up into four main areas, the Gulf of Mexico, the Atlantic, the Pacific, and the Arctic, and offshore Alaska. And the way these plans usually go is at this point, the Interior Department normally would have said, here's what we think our plan's going to be, and the public has 90 days to comment on it. And then going off those comments, we'll maybe make some final little tweaks. But by this stage of the game, usually the plan is pretty well laid out. Like they'll say, on these dates, we will have this lease in this area. What the Biden department did was almost take half a step. They didn't do the full step. What they said was, we may have between zero and 11 lease sales, you know, during the five years that this plan would cover. But they basically treated each number like as one potential plan. So it it kind of failed to make a strong step in any one direction. So depending on where you fall on your political spectrograph, I guess you would call it, you know, we had environmentalists saying, wait a minute, you may have up to 11 leases in the next five years. Whereas oil industry backers went and said, wait, you have an option for zero leases for the next five years. So basically, they ended up kicking the can down the road, saying they would choose a particular route maybe after the 90-day period. And they they went out of their way to emphasize that the 90 days is just a minimum. That's how long the public comment period will last. It doesn't mean they're going to have their roadmap finished in 90 days. So this proposal was announced only a day after the Supreme Court's ruling that constrains EPA's ability to curb climate damaging pollution, so potentially not the best optics. And during Biden's campaign, he promised that he would end offshore drilling on federal lands and waters. So what does this proposed plan mean for that promise? It 
as I mentioned earlier, it kind of makes environmental groups wonder if he's going to keep that promise. Uh, they made this decision while oil prices were high. I think there was a political worry that they didn't want to be seen as doing anything that could fall into like talking points or midterm political commercials saying that the Biden administration is choking back U.S. oil supply and leading to higher prices. Now, this wasn't necessarily going to be the case. You know, if they at least anything you know, next year, nothing's going to get built in that development for like five years. It just takes a long time to get projects going offshore. Yeah, you mentioned, but the administration is wedged between dual pressures to do something about these sky high gas prices and environmental groups holding Biden to this promise of weaning the U.S. off fossil fuels. How is the administration trying to appease everyone here? It's kind of your classic middle road trap where I think by trying to appease everybody and saying, well, our options are still open, they basically made everybody angry. <laughs> I mean, the press releases were all over the map. I mean, just basically, as I mentioned, you know, environmental groups saying you're betraying your promise, industry groups saying you're, you're running the risk of choking off oil development. I mean, the truth is the Biden administration probably did not want to get caught uh, making a firm commitment one way or the other until after the elections. They, they know that they're running the risk of you know, if you're a moderate who's kind of leaning towards sympathizing with the environmental groups, you don't want to have the administration come out and approve these plans for, for leasing. But if you're a moderate, maybe who thinks we need to keep oil drilling going unimpeded, you're probably thinking, well, why would they say no more oil leases off the Gulf of Mexico, at least? Yeah. I mean, what was the reaction from groups across the board on this? A lot of people said this doesn't satisfy anybody. I mean, it's, this is the kind of the trap that the Biden administration's been in since it started, you know, it'll message that it wants to be progressive, leaning on a lot of issues, especially with the environment. But it also says it wants in the short term to keep U.S. energy production high to keep prices down, which it's an argument that you can see making sense, but it might be a little too nuanced to fit on the back of a bumper sticker. And this is another example where how this translates into real life. So they'll say, you know, well, we'll do these lease sales, maybe. And everybody erupts. We saw Oceana and some other groups saying, why didn't you just take it all off the table? Uh, and then you have Senator Joe Manchin, who's like a key swing vote uh, in the Senate, uh, saying, I don't even like the option of there being zero lease sales. I don't know why they did that. So you had very few people say, well, I'm glad they're taking their time on this. It was more of why is this option that I don't like even on the table still? And no matter how many get sold, what are the caveats with these new leases? The set of plans comes after the Biden administration or the Interior Department did its big lease program review uh, last year in November. So anything they will do will probably come with new caveats about how big a project could be or where maybe a project could be or what the leasing rates will be or any kind of fees they may add for inspections of rigs or, and other things. So whatever does get approved eventually if there are leases to be approved, still will look pretty different from what they have, may have looked in the previous five-year plan. Also on Tuesday, a federal judge vacated three Trump administration regulations that involved endangered species. These rules were already subject to pending lawsuits when the Biden administration announced plans to revise or repeal them. The White House asked Judge John Tiger of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California to remand the rules back to the Fish and Wildlife Service and National Marine Fisheries Service so the agencies could reconsider them. 
but the judge decided to vacate the regulations, which immediately eliminated those rules and automatically set former agency rules into effect. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.